Welcome to the Real Raw You podcast. I'm your host, Katie Duda, a certified nutrition and digestive health coach, sharing with you how to navigate the noisy wellness world that exists today by cutting through it with an anti-diet science-backed approach. I use my experience of overcoming a long battle with anorexia to now educate and empower you to step into your full potential. I share approachable tips both on and off the plate for how to fuel your body, mind, and spirit with nourishing choices so that you can finally have the energy, clarity, and confidence you desire but have been unable to achieve it in this ever-confusing and ever-changing diet-focused culture. I'm so honored that you're here. Let's get into it. Hey, hey, welcome back to the show. Such an honor to have you here listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's episode is all about cravings. Cravings are such a common question that I get asked from clients as well as on social media, people asking me to help them better understand why they crave certain foods, most notably foods that ideally we shouldn't be eating on a consistent daily level. And uh, people just want to know if if their cravings actually mean something about their health. So today I'm talking to you exactly about that, all about the eight most common causes of cravings. So let's get into it. So when you think about the body, right, the human body is so incredibly amazing. It really never misses a beat or makes a mistake, right? From everything from telling you when it's tired and ready to go to sleep to waking you up to going to the bathroom when it has to, to maintaining and regulating a normal body temperature, repairing itself when it's wounded, uh, and, and creating a child and going through the process of childbirth. If you left it as nature is intended and were in complete sync with your body, you're, you would be so amazed at when it's telling you and signaling to you what it needs and giving, and you give it and honor it, what it wants and needs. Um, Think about the the fact of breathing, right? We don't have to think about these things that the body does. It just does it. It's a supercomputer and it really never makes a mistake. So when you think about what cravings could mean, typically there is a reason for why you're craving certain foods. It's not just because you have a lack of willpower or you just have a bad habit. Um, habitual could be a reason, but for the most part, there's an underlying root cause as there always is as to why you're craving certain foods. Most notably the common cravings that I see things like sugar, chocolate, most, um, notably would be chocolate right after in the mid afternoon, um, early evening, caffeine, people crave caffeine, uh, salty foods, things like chips, um, you know, crackers, things like that like kind of the refined carbohydrates that, you know, we should not be eating on a consistent level just from uh, the high, highly processed oils that typically are rancid through there of omega-6, uh, high trans fats, really just void of any nutritional um, uh, value at all. And so you're just kind of eating naked, empty carbohydrates. Not bad, not good, just not going to be doing the best that foods could be doing for your body. So when you look at the foods and the deficits and behaviors in your life that are underlying, those are typically, when we look at cravings, there's literally a reason as to why you're craving certain things. And we have to take a look at, okay, let's look at your foods. Let's look at your lifestyle. And let's look at some of the behaviors that could be causing those underlying causes of your cravings. 
Many people view cravings as weakness, but really they're just merely important messages that I want you to hear. It is an important message that is meant to help you in maintaining balance and achieving true vitality. So when you're experiencing a craving, I want you to be able to go and get curious and deconstruct it rather than shaming yourself for having a craving. There's nothing wrong with having a craving. It's so smart for you to be able to have the knowledge to be able to say, I'm curious to know and learn and understand myself better so that I can actually um, honor what my body is telling me that it needs because that's what a craving is. You're not defected. You're not, you're not weak. It is your body telling you that, Hey, something's going on. So let's find out what, what could potentially be causing that, right? So the first most common cause of a craving is lack of what I call primary foods. What are primary foods? Primary foods are the thing that fill up our cup and our life and our happiness that have nothing to do with food. So things like your relationships or your exercise, your spirituality, your career, your finances, your home life, those are areas of your life that when they are out of balance in a severe way, one is completely depleted, you are super unfulfilled in your career, or your relationships are really, really rocky, um, your home environment is really stressful right now, right? If something is, there's a massive void or imbalance in your life in that area, people, um, you know, can use eating as a substitute for entertainment to, or to fill that void of that primary food. So most times people don't really give this amount of tension and um, time that primary food really needs and deserves because truly without starting here, it doesn't matter how perfect your diet is or how often awesome your exercise regime is. You will constantly find ways to manipulate yourself through finding your body will be speaking out through cravings of alcohol or caffeine or sugar because it's not getting what it needs and can't be filled truly through food. So we know that cravings are temporary. We can honor them. We can have the craving, um, the food that we're craving, but then, you know, it's only short term, 10, 15 minutes later, you're still going to be left feeling void of that solid relationship or Um, you know, you're still left reminded that you absolutely hate your career and you're so stressed out and feeling super unfulfilled and not passionate at all about what you do. Um, so also to note too, exercise here is in the primary food and not just having an exercise routine, but too much or the wrong kind is also important to note that could be causing Cravings. So if you're exercising too much, you're overdoing it, you're showing signs of overexercising, or you're not doing the right kind that honors your body, meaning you're doing an exercise and it feels completely painful or not fun and you're super, super sore the next day to the point where you can't sit on the toilet and you're still trying to push through and take another hit class or, you know, hit on your Peloton for a intervals class and you're trying to get a PR Uh, That then shows me, too, that you're using exercise as a coping mechanism for something else, you know, in your life. Maybe it's a control factor or a perfectionist factor, but really nailing the primary food is going to help you in terms of not needing to reach for those 
sugars and those alcohols as often because you feel so satisfied and full in your life that you're not wanting to sabotage it by eating foods that you know in excess don't make you feel good, right? Having a bottle of wine makes you feel like shit the next day. Having an entire chocolate bar probably will make you have a massive sugar rush and then crash. So we know these things don't end up really for our benefit in the end, but we choose the temporary easy fix because our cravings are so intense and we have no idea why we're craving them. We just think they're here and we need to solve them or that we're broken in some way. I really want to challenge you and encourage you to take a look internally at what's going on in your life. Are you bored? Are you stressed? Are you uninspired by your job? Are you lacking a spiritual practice that is causing you so much angst and anxiety because you have nothing to plug into that's at a higher level to give your fears and anxiety to, to cast your anxiety onto, um, to be able to trust that whatever you're going through in this season of life, it's truly a season so that it's like a winter and your spring is coming. Take a look internally. That's the first one, lack of primary food. Second of eight that I'm getting into is water. So lack of water can send the message that you're thirsty, obviously, and on the verge of dehydration. Dehydration then can manifest as hunger. So the first thing you do when you get a craving, I want you to think about drinking a little bit of water, asking yourself how much water have you had today? I like to have a strive for about 0.8 fluid ounces of water times your body weight. So if you're 140 pounds, you multiply that by 0.8 and, um, or excuse me, by kilos. So that's kind of the metric that we go off of. I know if you're in the, um, the United States, you probably don't use, um, kilograms. So just do the conversion, but typically around, you know, 90 to hundred fluid ounces of water is about what I strive for a day. Um, some, some more cause I'm breastfeeding, but Make sure that you're in check with how how much water you're drinking. And also important to note that excess water can also cause cravings. So be sure that your water take is just in general well balanced. You're not overdoing it with like gallons of water. The third cause for cravings is what I call yin-yang imbalance. So certain foods have more yin qualities, which we are, this is following a Chinese medicine philosophy, and yin qualities are simply meaning they're expansive foods. And then we have other foods that are more yang qualities, more contractive. So think of things that are like raw salads versus a hot soup, or um, raw vegetables versus cooked vegetables. Um, Things like sweet potatoes versus um, like a piece of broccoli or something. Uh, So you really want to think about having things in proportion. And if you're interested, you definitely can do research on searching yin-yang imbalance and yin-yang foods. Um, But eating foods that are either extremely yin or extremely yang can cause cravings in order to maintain that balance. So like too much A diet that's too rich in sugar, which would be a yin quality, may also cause a craving for meat, which would be yang. So if you're having a lot of sugar and you're you're craving meat, that means it's just trying to balance itself out. Similarly, eating too many raw foods, which are yin, can cause cravings for extremely cooked or even dehydrated foods or vice versa. So 
being in balance and being in tune with what types of foods you're eating. If you're eating the same thing every day, your body could also be craving other. Um, typically, the reason why we crave alcohol, caffeine, or chocolate would be because they're the quickest source of energy, uh, meaning they're predominantly pure glucose, right? They're pure sugar. And so we know our body knows that we're going to be able to get that energy really, really quickly um, without having to go through a, um, a massive conversion process to break that food down. So just taking a look at your balance and saying, are you having a well-balanced plate in terms of eating, you know, not too much of anything, not too little of anything. The fourth, let's see, am I on four? Yes. <laughs> the fourth common cause of cravings is what I call the inside coming out. So what does that mean? Um, oftentimes cravings come from foods that we've recently eaten. So, um, or by foods that run in our ancestry. So foods from that run up our lineage that maybe our grandmother made, um, our great grandmother or foods from childhood. So I know for me, like I crave ice cream whenever I am feeling like a little bit lonely because to me, as a child, I really craved connection. Um, I didn't get a lot of connection with my family. We just weren't that loving family like that would hug each other and tell each other I love you. And so I craved, I, I, I used ice cream as a kid as like my comfort food to give me that love and also think about, right, like dairy, um, what it represents as a child, young, young child and infant would be breast milk and breast milk is comfort. So really deconstructing, like, why do I crave dairy so much whenever I'm feeling sad or lonely? Um, and it all makes sense. Back to when I was a child, I used ice cream as my coping mechanism to get more connection and more love. And also dairy represents love because it's breast milk. And um, that's just so interesting. So thinking about, you know, if, are there any cravings that you have that are from a child, uh, a childhood ritual that you had or that your ancestors used to eat or just foods that you've eaten recently? So when you think about that, that, you know, the the solution that I would have would be a clever way to satisfy these cravings, because, you know, these are not necessarily telling you that your body is deficient in a nutrient or, um, you know, lacking Maybe unless it's like for me, for childhood, I represent the ice cream as needing more love and connection. So then I could seek out some more love and connection from how can my spouse and I go on a date night or can we find something fun to do together that brings us closer together. But if that's not the case for you in this sense, other than it's just, yeah, I used to do this all the time as a kid and it's just kind of a fun habit and ritual that we have. Um, I would just say to a, a clever way to satisfy these cravings would be to find just a healthier version of your childhood foods. There's there's awesome alternatives out there with, you know, instead of using refined sugars, you would be using something like a low glycemic coconut sugar or a maple syrup, um, you know, making the foods taste good with just simply real food swaps. And there's so many awesome recipes out there um, to be able to alternate and um Find some alternative options and make sure not to go like ham on it. It doesn't give you permission to be able to have like a dozen cookies because um, that would then mean to me that you're you're still using the cookies as to fill a void from something else. But 
Um, definitely make sure that you're enjoying your food and that you are honoring these cravings and um, nothing is, is inherently good or bad. I want you to hear that. There's just foods that are better for you and work in your favor. And there's foods that don't really do anything other than, um, you know, maybe just take longer to digest and cause some intestinal blockage. So the next one is seasonal. So we know like when the fall time comes, Yes, we crave the pumpkin spice lattes. Yes, we crave the pumpkin bread. Yes, we crave the, you know, apples and baking in all senses of the word. I love fall so much. And that's what I, when I think of seasonal, I think of fall foods. I think of soups and stews, but typically think about like when it is getting colder, we're going to be craving more warming foods, right? Things that are in season. Our body craves foods that balance the elements of the season. So in spring, people might crave detoxifying foods like leafy greens and citrus foods, just purely because it's starting to get warmer out and that's what you're craving. In the summer, people crave cooling foods like fruit, raw foods, ice cream. And then, you know, people are going to crave those really grounding foods like the squashes, the onions, and the nuts when it is fall and winter. So thinking about seasons and just honoring, um, making sure that your plate and your palate changes with the seasons can really, really help your body feel much more satisfied after meals because you're honoring what it's craving. And that makes total sense when it's seasonal related. So trying to have like a raw, a raw salad or a smoothie when it's the dead of winter and it's freezing outside, probably not the best choice. You're probably going to left be left feeling pretty unsatisfied. Speaking from experience. <laughs> okay, last three here. Lack of nutrients. This one is probably one of the most common reasons why, of course, we have cravings. Outside of, I'd say, lack of primary food, lack of nutrients, and, and then this next one are probably the top three most common reasons that I see. So if we have inadequate nutrients, you're going to have odd cravings. So for example, inadequate mineral levels. So trace minerals that honestly are pretty difficult to find in um, the standard American diet, or even if you have a pretty um, solid diet in terms of eating a well-balanced plate with whole foods and minimally inflammatory ingredients, it is still difficult to find things like iodine, magnesium, um, selenium, and those are, you know, things that sometimes, unless you're really um, trying to balance your thyroid and, and really on a hormone balance, you know, um, mentality, which, you know, we all should be, I don't see a lot of people um, supplementing with these things, but a magnesium deficiency is like almost 80% of the United States has one. And magnesium is so, so important. I have a whole podcast on nutrient deficiencies. So I encourage you to go back and look at that if you're um, wondering about what the most common nutrient deficiencies are, what the symptoms are, and then what to, um, what to add back into your diet to help get those levels back up. Definitely check that out. But quite simply, if you have inadequate mineral levels, you might start um, craving things like salt and then Obviously, overall inadequate nutrition is going to produce cravings for non-nutritional forms of energy like caffeine. So if we're missing out on one of our big macronutrient groups, think things like the fibers, the carbohydrates, the proteins, and the fats, it's going to overcompensate and typically things like sugar or caffeine because it needs the energy because it didn't get it from your main meal. So 
always making sure that you're taking a look at if you're hungry within an hour, I always like to say after eating, you know, go back and say, what did I eat? Did I have enough fiber, fat, protein, complex carbohydrates? Is there something else going on? Am I stressed out? Did I get enough sleep? Have I had too much caffeine, right? Like the whole point of all of this and, and understanding your cravings is so that you can get to know your yourself better because oftentimes we've gotten so far removed from our own true self because we followed all of these bad diets and what this influencer said and what this doctor said in this magazine. And instead of internally tuning inward into our own genius clock that is perfect just the way it is and trying to communicate to us through all of these forms of cravings and, um, and, you know, if we are dealing with a little bit of a health scare, like all of these are signs and nudging at us and nagging and saying, Hey, I'm raising my hand. I'm not getting what I need. And I need you to tune inward and listen to me, please listen to me. But oftentimes we shut that out. Like, no, no, no. I know best. My body doesn't know best. Your body knows best. Okay. I promise you this. Um, let's move on to the last two, the last two hormonal. So Obviously, women experiencing menstruation, pregnancy, or menopause, fluctuating testosterone, estrogen levels, um, those are all going to be causing very unique cravings during that time of the month. And there's, I have multiple episodes on hormonal imbalances, um, hormone balancing techniques. So I'm not going to get into that here, but I hope it goes without saying is that when your hormones are um, going in flux typically cravings are going to try to come in to help compensate, to make things feel a little bit more normal um, because the body is dealing with a little bit of a, um, a rare instance. So this shouldn't be all of the time unless you're dealing with a hormonal imbalance that you're dealing with every single day. So really making sure that you know what your hormone levels are like um, because it's not just a, it's not a solid answer just to say, oh, I'm on my period. And so I have massive cramps. I crave these things and I break out. That then tells me that there actually is a hormonal imbalance going on because when you're on your period, you might experience some symptoms, but they should never be that severe. And, um, you know, massive bleeding, massive cramps, breaking out tons and tons of cravings. That then tells me that there's some hormonal issues going on, um, maybe estrogen dominance, um, maybe you're having difficulty um, detoxifying through the estrogen in your gut. So some gut issues going on, there's something underlying going on um, or some nutrient deficiencies. So definitely make sure that you follow up with your functional um, or your medical provider of any of any kind and ask them to run a full panel of, um, of your hormones. Take a look at your estrogen, your progesterone, your testosterone, your cortisol levels. I'd love to see um, your TSH, your T3, T4, uh, taking a look at that thyroid, um, your B vitamins, your vitamin D. You know, we definitely want to look at all of those things. Zinc, um, looking if there's any toxins in the blood. So things like um, aluminum or mercury, uh, just to name a few. Anyways, I'm getting off track. The last one is super interesting. Um, This is the last and eighth common cause of cravings. And I call it de-evolution. So think about when things are going really, really well in your life. Are you that person that sometimes tends to think that something has to go wrong soon? Things in my life are going too well right now. What's going to go wrong, right? 
oftentimes we self-sabotage ourselves when things subconsciously we do this when things are going super well in our life. So if you're craving foods that, you know, maybe, you know, are, you're not supposed to have one, you could be intentionally restricting them. And so whenever I hear people saying, I'm craving this, I'm craving this. And I'm like, well, do you ever, you know, have you ever tried to learn to figure out what is causing the craving? Does it happen at the same time every day? Is there a pattern here? Um, and do you ever honor the craving? And if they say, no, I don't, you know, it's so bad. I can't, I can't have that. And hear the words bad or behind a craving that then tells me the whole reason why you continue to crave these foods is because you are there, there are off limit foods to you. And as long as we put parameters and restrictions and, um, limits around food, the more we're going to want them, right. The more we're going to want to rebel. And then it ends up leading to a binge later on. So there needs to be some respect and some proper reframing and rewiring in your brain behind. There are really no bad foods, right? Like I said, truly there, there are foods out there that are going to propel us forward and help elevate us and to raise our vibration and make us our best self. We're going to think clear. We're going to speak clear. We're going to sleep better. We're going to feel better. Yes. I'm all about signing up for those foods all day because I want to feel my best. There's foods that probably won't make you feel your best, but in small moderation, it's okay to enjoy those foods and to have fun. But if these we're talking cravings, right? These are things that are coming up probably on a daily level. So Oftentimes when things are going well, this de-evolution essentially means that we start to crave foods that we know will throw us off because we want our cravings to help balance ourselves out. We want to have some bad in our life. We're going out to seek the bad because there's too much good going on. And if we interject by inserting some bad, then maybe we'll help prevent or avoid something that else would have happened bad, right? It seems so silly, but honestly, it's kind of accurate and true. And I know there's some of you out there that do this. So it often happens also from, you know, low blood sugar, and it can result in strong mood swings. So those are the top eight lack of primary food, dehydration, a yin yang imbalance, the inside coming out seasonal, lack of nutrients, hormonal imbalances, and de evolution. I hope that you found this episode insightful. I hope you were able to find a nugget that or two that you can take with you. And really the homework that I want to encourage you to put upon yourself is to take these next two days and write down when you have cravings, what you're craving and what time of the day it is. And then in two days, you can look back and see if there's patterns as to certain times of the day when you're craving things so that you can start to dissect. Okay, now let's go back to this episode Hope you're taking notes. The right, write down the eight common causes of cravings that I've listed out here. And where do you think your cravings, what bucket do they fall into? Do you need to explore your nutrient levels? Do you need to rebalance your plate? Do you need to take a look at your primary food, right? Like these are all things that I work on a daily level with my clients on exploring further and helping them be able to peel back the layers and then rebuild from there. How can we Look at your primary food and now give you suggestions to help balance that out. I'm sending you so much love. I appreciate you for listening to this episode. And if you feel so inclined, reviews really do help other listeners who want and need to hear these messages land in their 
um, in their digital devices, how they listen to their podcast. So I would so appreciate you leaving me a review, uh, feedback as always, please be transparent, whether you like it or not. Um, I want to know, I want to hear from you so that I can better the show in the future. Sending you so much love. I hope you have a beautiful, blessed day and I will talk to you later. Bye.